This is the Millennial Millionaire Through Real Estate Podcast. All right, guys, before we get to today's show, let's get to today's show sponsor. After building my own portfolio, speaking with over 100 investors on this podcast and many more from the Facebook group, I've noticed a few common themes of why people don't get started or remain successful in real estate. They don't have the right team, they aren't sure of their market, or they don't know where to find deals. The people at Martel Turnkey are fixing this. That's why they offer fully turnkey properties in markets where the numbers actually make sense. What does this mean? It means they buy properties at a discount, fix them up, put a tenant in place, and oh yeah, give you options for property management or financing. They have people on the ground in cities where you can still cash flow and see appreciation every single month. I'll say it as simply as this. When you have the right team and systems in place, there's no reason not to get started. If you like a property or have any questions, you can schedule a phone call by clicking on the link below or going on their website and clicking on the contact tab to set up a call. There is no hard sell, push, or commitment needed. The call will be there to answer any questions you have or to see if or how their products might be a good fit for you and what you're looking for. So visit martelturnkey.com and click contact or send an email to info at martelturnkey.com today. What's up, guys? Jonathan here. Uh, different episode today. This is just, as you guys know, on Fridays, the personal episode, no guests, just me talking. But actually, in this one, I'm going to experiment with something. I have no script, no notes in front of me, just two topics that I want to talk to you guys about that I found to be like my biggest breakthrough learnings this past week. So I wanted to share them with you because I feel like they're going to change the way that I do things completely in two areas. So um, the first one has to do with short-term rentals. And it has to do with the way that short-term rentals are financed. And I had been thinking it was done one way for a long time and kind of explored a lot of different routes. And I thought I came to the approach that this type of financing strategy of second home loans that you could basically then occupy for some part of the year and put short-term rental tenants in the rest of the year was the best strategy to make money right now. It's less competitive than multifamily. It's less work than Burr. It's more turnkey, obviously, but also the returns are amazing. So you can find 20 to 30% returns depending on management and cleaning and all that, and then the fees that come along with it. So, uh, and plus, like I said before, it's in places that are, that are fun to hang out in and get to use. So what I was doing with this was second home loans. And as you guys know right now, I still have a W-2 job, like a lot of you that are in this group and you still rely on that W-2 job to help you with financing for these properties. Because as we all know, banks like when you have a stable W-2. And I thought I was getting to the end of the rope here for these type of loans for a specific reason. Now, bear with me here and I hope uh, I'm not too deep into it. So I'm gonna try not to use jargon or just kind of complicate things. I'll try to just put myself in the shoes of like a week ago and none of this really made sense to me yet. So when you are buying a second home, okay, that property will only show negatively on your debt to income. And what debt to income is, is a tool that you can look up on YouTube, but basically a tool that banks use to assess your entire financial situation and tell you how lendable you are right now or how risky you are as a place to park money. It depends on how much you make, what your credit score is, how much other debt you have. And basically they do a calculation and come up with a number that it could be, let's say 40 something percent, low 50. And each bank or type of bank has a max that they will go to on DTI. 
It's important. It's worth knowing that anytime you talk to a bank about getting a loan, you ask what their max DTI is, or you ask what your DTI is. So I always like to know that kind of along with the other financial metrics, I'm always tracking like my net worth and my credit score on a weekly basis. But this one is really important because it will give you the idea of how much debt you can get and what type of debt you can get. So and when I say debt, that just means a mortgage. I didn't really understand that either. You hear people talking about debt and equity and all this stuff. Basically, debt is just how much a bank will lend to you for a 30-year mortgage potentially. So that's what that is. So why is this important now to think about the difference between taking a loan of a second home loan or maybe an investment home? And it's this, when you buy a 10% down second home, it is the cheapest option I've ever seen. The interest rates right now are about, for me, at least it depends on your financial situation, but for me, 2.75% interest rate, 10% down. Now there is PMI, but it's the lowest it would, would be for a less than 20% down uh, loan. And it does go away when you get to 20% if you do an appraisal and you have to occupy the property for some portion of the year and you can then rent it out on Airbnb for the rest of the time. And what that has led to, if you run these numbers, are ridiculous returns that are turnkey properties. Like I said, in turnkey meaning you don't have to do a ton of work to them. A lot of times you can buy them furnished and you can bake into the loan the cost of the furniture because they'll include it. And then sometimes what I also recommend, thanks to Mike Elefante, is including uh, closing costs into your offer that then you don't have to bring that to the closing table. So it's an amazing option. But as I said before, it only shows negatively on your DTI. So it doesn't matter how much money you make or how great your credit is, or your financial situation, you will hit a ceiling when it comes to doing these second home loans because they show no income in that first year. We'll get to how they show in years two and three, but for the first year on that individual purchase, they show negatively in your, on your DTI, which makes it tougher to buy them and you run out of room quicker. And I thought it was it. So I was talking to my lender this week, who's amazing, by the way. And she said to me, well, actually, you're not tapped out on residential debt, which just means one to four unit properties that aren't commercial loans. And actually, you can still get more, but you can get them in investment um, loans that would be 15% down. The interest rate is going to be a little higher, but it's still less down than 20%. And you can still then do uh, Airbnb or short-term rentals in that because here's the kicker. And this was the mind blower because she said in short-term rental areas, this is the thing guys, like if you're going to take one thing away from this, it's this in short-term rental areas, they can appraise the income on the property based on short-term rental income. And for those of you that have explored buying investment property before, let's say you look to buy a quadplex. Okay. The bank will recognize some of the hopeful future projected rental income from that property. And then they will use that to offset your financial situation so that it's more likely that you can buy this property because they know that you're not going to be responsible for paying the monthly payments every month. They know that in a perfect world, tenants are going to be paying that and you're actually going to be making money on that property. But in short-term rental world, I didn't think that ever existed. And not a lot of people know that ever existed and might even be a new thing. I'm not exactly sure. But in some areas like the mountains or some parts of Florida or just some short-term rental kind of hotbeds, maybe the Poconos, you will be able to buy a 15% down investment property and use income from that property to help you get that purchase done. So basically what that meant for me 
was you can do these second homes 10% down until you max out of them. This is exactly my strategy, guys. So if anyone wants to know what my strategy is right now, what I think is the best opportunity to make money in 2021, I don't think it's multifamily. I don't think it's wholesaling. I don't think it's flipping. I think it's this because also there's so many other, like just for the money, but then there's so many other quality of life benefits that come along with it. But my strategy is this max out the 10% down second home loans that I'll occupy for some portion of the year. And then I will Airbnb the rest because they're turnkey furnish comes with in a lot of cases, they can make good money and you don't have to put a lot down and the interest rates are amazing. And once you max that out, or what I'm going to do is once those are maxed out, then I'm going to move up the stack to 15% down investment properties in short-term rental areas. And I will be able to do more of those and you guys will too, because you will be able to show or have the banks analyze the rental income that you can project on that property so that you will be able to get more loans. Now there is still going to be a limit that you can maybe only get like seven or eight actual property loans in your name. But by doing it this way, you have a much better chance of hitting that ceiling before you hit the DTI ceiling, which that's how banks think about it. And I know this is a little kind of complicated here, guys, but you hear in a lot of podcasts, you can't get debt. You can't get loans after a certain point. And what it typically means is you can't get loans if you hit one of these two metrics. You either have a certain amount of loans in your name, which might've changed during COVID, but I thought it was either eight or 10, or if your DTI is stretched too thin, meaning you seem like you have too much debt or risk in your name. But by doing this strategy, you can definitely stretch it a lot further and you can get more loans in your name. So those are the first two parts of this. Now, the third part of this, which I then think is like, if we're moving along, if this was like a three-part stack, which is exactly, again, what I'm doing, and I think it is the best strategy right now, is then you've got experience on your track record. So you've done some deals, you've done the 10% down, you've done the 15% down. And now what you can do, let's say you're tapped out on residential debt, meaning no banks will lend you mortgages anymore. What you can now do is partner with people and they will get the loan in their name and you will be 50-50 partners if you pay this person half the equity or half the down payment or you do a down payment split somehow. And now you can still add properties, but you have no issue with banks not lending to you anymore because they're willing to let this other person get the loan in their name. So this strategy, I feel like is, if not the best way to scale, one of the best, but also best way to like keep a great quality of life as you do this and not have to slum in a, in a house hack for a lot of years, which again, I actually think this is only second to house hacking. I still think house hacking is the best strategy. Burr, I think is great, but I think a lot of people um, get in trouble with it. But as far as doing like a step-by-step guide, this is exactly what I'm doing right now. And I think was like, as far as breakthroughs go, one of the most important that I had this week. So just to recap and summarize, 10% down second home loans are amazing for short-term rentals because you put less down, the interest rate is very low, the PMI is very low. The PMI goes away at 20%. You can buy these things pretty much turnkey and a lot of times the furniture is included. And you can get to use this thing when you're not there. So it's awesome. The returns are great. It's what I've added a couple of this year. The second thing, once you max out those loans, which you will very shortly because they uh, hit your DTI so negatively, then you can move to 15% down loans where you're also doing basically an investment, short-term rental, it's slightly higher rate, but because they are gonna analyze the rental income that comes with short-term rentals on that property, you have a much better chance of getting that one approved and the next one approved and maybe the next one. So you can do a couple of those. 
after that, then I recommend if you can, you have experience, you've hopefully been posting on social media, like I always talk about and like I've done, it's been amazing to see based on just Joe Fairless, who was the first person that ever made me realize how powerful it is to post content and get your name out there in the right way. When I used to think, what do these people want to know about me? When in fact, everyone's curious about real estate investing. And if they see you're doing it, they might just reach out to you. And what will happen when you start posting more about it, let's say you've done those first two strategies, then for the third one, you will have people that are willing to help you or partner with you. And then you can work something out that whatever's fair for both sides, maybe you put up a little more money, they get the loan in their name, maybe you just split the down payment, they get the loan in their name. But either way, it's a great way to keep moving and not feel like you're limited or blocked by the quote unquote max DTI or max loans in my name. So I just want to say that strategy right now is, is like, I've never heard really anyone talk about it, but for anyone that is curious about how to scale with short-term rentals and buy and not do arbitrage, um, that is exactly how I would do it. So that was the recap. The next thing I want to talk about, and it's related to this. So that was a good segue is also down the path of limiting the debt that's on your personal name and also um, scaling in other ways. So some of you guys know I've been doing Airbnb arbitrage um, where you lease something and then you re-rent it in corporate housing or furnished rentals. And um, it's a great strategy and it's very profitable, but in some cases, buildings will require you to have a certain amount of business credit or trade lines assigned to your LLC. So I wanna just talk about this very quickly as ways that you can maybe get around this or what you can start doing today to start, I guess, building better business or financial credit. Um, so the first thing that I'm gonna say as part of all this is start today, start an LLC today. doesn't matter what you're doing. It will always be something that you're happy you did and you will never regret having an LLC that has strong financials tied to it. And it's one of those things that it's not urgent, but it's really important. So it's easy to push off, but I really encourage you guys don't wait till you're thirsty to build the well on this one. You will need it at some point. And it's something that I wish I would have done a lot sooner. And now I'm scrambling to try to build these LLCs financials in a new area because I have them for other areas, but I can't use them for right now. But basically you want these because you will need them at some point. So that's the first thing. The second is once you have them, now I'm at the point where I think you should only get like your personal lease or your car lease in that business LLC as well. One, because we're all working from home uh, and doing business from home a lot, but also now because that won't affect your residential DTI. And then you can continue to get more of those loans. And most of us are working from home. So that is a home office. It's not an issue in any way. So that's the main thing. Um, then, but back to how we're actually gonna build business credit. There's a couple of great videos on YouTube. The, the shortest, answer I could say is if you just start and you just start moving money in and out of that account and you open one or two trade lines and buy something through that LLC with a credit card, you can do very little. And in two years, you'll have good financials that will work uh, for any, let's say arbitrage play or for just any like business venture that you're looking to do that requires some form of financials or trade lines. If you need to do it faster, there are services that you can look into or products that you can buy more quickly that will boost that. And one that we're looking at is a, it's a servicer company called Uline, where basically if you start buying stuff on a regular basis from them, they will be able to boost your credit faster, more like 30 to 60 days, instead of some that are 90 days to six months. And then you can go back and at least show a little bit of financial history or clarity uh, on your LLC. So 
that was just very short and sweet, guys. I, I just wanted to get that out there because it is related to the first thing of preserving your personal uh, DTI, which I'm at the point now where I want to preserve that as much as I can and squeeze as much life of that. And I didn't think I was able to do it in these ways. So you can do the creative stuff on the front end, but also if you are getting a lease or you are taking out a car payment, do everything you can to keep that in an LLC or your business or open a business to do this just so that it doesn't affect your DTI that a bank will see the second they pull your credit. Um, so that's pretty much it, guys. This is really short and sweet. Um, had to cut this one a little bit. I actually have my call with uh, my 12-week year coach, which we're having our first official call in one minute. I'm excited to hear how that goes and I'll keep you guys updated, but I just felt I had to get on and talk about this. I was so excited to kind of find that out this week and still work through it. I'll keep you guys posted as I learn more about it, but I just found it to be really powerful. And now it's what I'm going to go all in on. So if you guys are curious what I'm doing right now, that is it. I just pretty much summed it up and anyone can do the same. So if you have any questions, hit me up, Facebook, Instagram, we got some more stuff coming out and um, happy to help however I can. See you guys. Be great. Hey, you millennial millionaire. Do you want more? Then head to the Millennial Millionaires Through Real Estate Facebook group, where there are tons of step-by-step -step walkthroughs, tools, templates, and free networking to help you achieve financial freedom through real estate. And if you want Jonathan to help you personally reach your goals, then feel free to set up a one-on-one -on -one call in the link below or message him on any social media platform and apply to, well, work with Jonathan.